Thank you, everybody, for joining us today, Thursday, June 8th, for the Night Food Investor Conference Call. I will be joined shortly by Night Food CEO, Sean Folkson. But before this call can get started, please listen to the following forward-looking statements. This call may contain forward-looking statements, statements made on this call, which are not purely historical, including but not limited to statements that contains words such as will, believes, plans, anticipates, expects, and estimates are forward-looking statements and include any statement regarding beliefs, plans, expectations, or intentions regarding the future, including but not limited to sales projections, potential customers, any products sold, or cash flows from operations. Actual results could differ from those projected in any forward-looking statements due to numerous factors. Such factors include, among others, the inherent uncertainties associated with distribution of their products, the market acceptance of night food products at all levels of distribution and sales, including retail purchasers, wholesalers, hotel chains, and possibly airlines. The success and commitment of their distribution partners to access distribution channels and successfully engage with sellers of night food products, including supermarkets, hotel chains, and possibly airlines, and our success in obtaining purchase orders from hotel chains, supermarkets, and others. Competition from existing and new companies and products difficult and product difficulties associated with obtaining financing in acceptable terms. These forward statement these forward looking statements are made as of the date of this call and the company assumes no obligation to update the forward looking statements or to update the reasons why actual results could differ from those projected in the forward looking statements. Although the company believes that the beliefs, plans, expectations and intentions contained on this call are reasonable, there can be no assurance that such beliefs, plans, expectations or intentions will Prove to be accurate. Investors should consult all of the information set forth herein and should refer to the risk factors disclosure outlined in the company's most recent annual report for their last fiscal year, their quarterly reports, and other periodic reports filed from time to time with the Securities Exchange Commission. What that all means is everything I just read to you is available at sec.gov, as well as using the ticker symbol for the company NGTF, pull up any press release, and scroll down to the forward-looking statements. With that, I'd like to turn the call over to Night Food CEO, Sean Folkson. Sean, the call is yours. Great. Thank you, Stuart, and thank you to everybody for taking the time to join us on this call. On our last call in March, we had just announced our relationship with Sinesta Hotels, and we touched on how we expected that announcement would accelerate the industry's uptake of night food at the corporate level. And shortly after that call, we were able to share some important developments, including our status as a qualified vendor of choice hotels and the proof of concept test uh, with Nestle Iberia, through which night food cookies are being given out as an amenity on flights from Miami to Lisbon on TAP Air Portugal. And in my opinion, the Sinesta and Choice announcements, as expected, changed perception in the industry and the ease with which we're able to start brand conversations and establish relationships, which I'll touch on in a bit. Uh, Before we dive into company updates, the recent company updates, it's important to discuss the category that Night Food is pioneering and the macro trends within which we operate. In January, uh, there was new Sleep Foundation research, which indicated that 93% of Americans snack before bed at least one night a week, and that the average adult snacks 3.9 times a week. And that works out to over 1 billion snacks consumed weekly. And the most popular choices are high fat 
and high sugar choices like chips, ice cream, and cookies. And so what we learned was that the market is bigger than we had previously thought. And now, just last week, new research out of Sweden reported that consumption of excess sugar and excess fat can impair the quality of deep sleep we achieve as humans. Now, this is not new information, but it did get a lot of media coverage, and it shows how researchers and the media continue to help build the foundation for the sleep-friendly nighttime snack category and the importance of our message, which is what you eat before bed matters. And so the research tells us that, look, with endless streaming video and social media, that Americans are snacking more than ever at night, spending one over well over a billion dollars every week on snacks consumed between dinner and bed. We know the most popular choices are high in sugar and fat. We know excess sugar and fat can impair sleep. And we know that most consumers are dissatisfied with their sleep quality and energy levels. And so we believe there's a big consumer problem here, and we think it's one that needs to be solved for the consumer. And that's why we believe Nestle, Unilever, PepsiCo, Mondelez, Post, Kellogg's, and other global food and beverage and snack companies why they have their eyes on the nighttime snack occasion. It's a big opportunity, but it's also a threat for each of them because in new categories, it's common for one brand or one company to capture most of the economics while everybody else fights over what's left. Now, over the last three years, we've been contacted by some of the largest food and beverage companies in the world regarding potential joint ventures, proof of concept tests, partnerships, and that includes our current work with Nestle Iberia. And I believe that that's because we possess important strategic value to them if they believe that we can help them compete in or lead that nighttime snack category. Now, I can assure you that hotel executives across the country have seen the recent research that I just mentioned, and that's because if they didn't see it on their own, they got it directly from me. And we're working with them to make sure that they connect the dots. Now, these executives know what we all know right? People crave junk at night and nutrition impacts sleep. They also know that the hotel lobby market in their chains and in most cases contains mostly high sugar, high fat options, which of course is exactly what the research says will disrupt sleep quality. And so we're forcing them to think about this. And in fact, we initiated research into traveler satisfaction with hotel lobby shop snack assortments. And the survey was conducted on behalf of Night Food and Hotels Magazine and it was published by Hotels Magazine, both online and in their June print edition. And what we're working on here is swaying and, and influencing the perception of this problem in the hotel corporate offices. Because the results of the survey are exactly what you would expect. Travelers find it more difficult to make healthy choices when they travel. They want more healthy options in the hotel market. They rate the current selections as unhealthy they say they are more likely to buy more and spend more in the marketplace if there are more healthy options and they're disappointed in the current selection. And most importantly, that their perception of a hotel brand is influenced by the snacks in the market. So if they have a negative experience, if they're disappointed in that marketplace, it doesn't just end there. It reflects poorly on the hotel brand. And in my opinion, this situation as it is just can't continue. Hotels need to upgrade their snack assortments to meet the demands of modern travelers. And we continue to make that case to the brand decision makers who now more than previously seem to be becoming more accepting of that reality. So the steps to get from where night food is now to where we want to be are not very complicated. The result isn't guaranteed, but the steps themselves are simple. And that is expand hotel distribution through relationships with leading global hotel brands, expand the product line, to include multiple snack formats 
within that national hotel distribution uh, while capturing a meaningful percentage across the hotel snack categories. So that's not just ice cream and cookies, but it's also uh, ice cream novelties, chips, candy, things like that. And then the third is to leverage the national hotel distribution that we're creating to build consumer awareness, not just of the night food brand, but to uh, build consumer awareness of the problem that we're solving and the link between nutrition and sleep quality. And that's how we see the category coming to life. Our goal is for consumers to be introduced to night food snacks in multiple formats across thousands of hotels from companies like Sinesta, Choice, Wyndham, Hyatt, Best Western, Hilton, Marriott, and more. I know we're a small company, and I know that's a big vision. And our job is to help the hotel industry realize that Oreos, Klondike bars, and Flamin' Hot Cheetos just don't cut it anymore, especially when scientific research and the media is telling everybody that junk food before bed can impair sleep. So I want to circle back to the progress we've been able to make in the last three months since we announced that we're working with Sinesta. Now, it doesn't show up yet on the sales or, or the financials, but we are now in procurement conversations with three global hotel companies that we hadn't had any progress with, uh, or I think any conversations with, previous to the Sinesta announcement. We were hoping to be able to share more details on this call regarding uh, one of those relationships, uh, but the timing didn't quite play out. The hotel industry can move very slow before it moves very fast. And it's been frustrating waiting for the revolution that seems like it should be inevitable. And I want to point out, we spent two years talking about working with our first two hotel companies at the brand level. And then late last year, we added Choice Hotels. We added Sinesta in February. And now in, in the last three months, we've relatively quickly added three more global uh, companies that we believe uh, can develop into distribution partners. Uh, there definitely seems to be significant acceleration. Again, there's no guarantee what will come from each of these three relationships, these new ones, or our existing relationships, but initial receptivity and progress is very encouraging. And we're now at the point with our discussions with hotel brand leaders, wellness executives, procurement teams across enough of the largest hotel companies in the world where we believe that the momentum will continue to carry the movement forward and at an accelerated rate. I should point out that choice moved much faster than the other hotel companies that we were working with since our focus on hospitality began. And then Sinesta moved much faster than Choice did and launched Night Food uh, without the need for a test. And the three new companies we're talking to all seem to be on the faster track as of this moment. And so the question I'm focused on is the timeline. How long will it take to get to our destination? And do we have the resources and the staying power? And nothing is guaranteed, but we're working towards making night food snacks a hotel industry standard. And if we get there, I expect tremendous value will be created for our shareholders. And now for operational updates. The hotel amenity pilot test with Sleepin has concluded. Sleepin has decided to recommend night food to their franchisees as a check-in amenity without making it a brand requirement. In the short run, the brand standard designation was our goal. As it was expected to bring more rapid distribution throughout the majority of the 425 hotels in the chain and more rapid revenue growth. The trade-off, which we learned during the test, was that being established as a brand standard would have also come with exclusivity requirements so that only sleep-in locations could offer night food as an amenity. Because we're now a recommendation and not a brand standard, we're not in any way limited with regard to which hotels can offer night food as an amenity. 
And that means we have the opportunity to work to secure amenity distribution in any hotel across the country, including all choice hotels, almost all of which are required to offer a snack to rewards members at check-in. And that's an opportunity we would not have had if the standard and exclusivity provisions had been put in place. However, it also means there's no guarantee that we will establish availability across the majority of the sleep-in chain, and we cannot accurately forecast revenues from sleep-in at this time. Now, a handful of sleep-in and other choice properties uh, began purchasing cases of our cookies as a check-in amenity uh, a few weeks ago, and we received, just this week, we received our first reorders for a couple of properties in South Carolina. Uh, on the airline test, the proof of concept test with Nestle, Start & Co, and TAP Air Portugal, um, TAP began distributing night food cookies to passengers as an onboard amenity on uh, their overnight flights from uh, Miami to Lisbon. The objective of Nestle, Start & Co, their reason for existing is to identify and select startups that want to grow by exploiting synergies and thus create new paths and future business in partnership with Nestle. And so we're honored that Nestle chose to work with us to further explore the consumer nighttime snack problem and potential international opportunities. I think that says a lot about the importance and the size of the problem that we're tackling. Now, the statistics quoted earlier on this call were for the United States, but similar nighttime snacking patterns are seen in developed nations all throughout the world. And we believe there's a global opportunity that's many times larger than the opportunity in the American market. Now, after a few weeks of distribution on tap flights, all parties agreed that it would be beneficial to change the data collection process, moving away from an online QR code-based survey and instead using the TAP in-flight entertainment system to survey uh, passengers. And the feedback collected via QR code was positive, but we're all looking for a larger number of responses and a shorter time frame. And so TAP is doing this at their expense as part of their partnership with Night Food and with Nestle. And we expect the survey to be programmed into the fly, uh, in-flight entertainment system and be live hopefully in the next week or so. And if the new system brings about the increase in consumer feedback we expect, the test can wrap up uh, rather quickly after the changeover. Now, discussions about potential next steps internationally have already begun, uh, but the data ultimately will drive decisions and strategy. And goals for this initiative include gaining insights from both American and Portuguese consumers uh, about attitudes and perceptions towards nighttime snacking, and we're excited about the potential to find new opportunities on both sides of the Atlantic. Now, regarding financing, uh, we recently paid off our old lenders with additional funds from Mass Hill. The company will need additional capital to execute on our plan over the coming weeks and months, and we're currently in discussions with potential sources of debt and equity capital. And so with that update, uh, we'll move on, Stuart, uh, to the uh, investor questions. Thank you, Sean. Our first question comes from Steve, who asks if the announcements of Choice and Sinesta have opened the doors at other brands as anticipated. Yeah, I would say absolutely yes. We're seeing a different level of response and receptivity than what we had at this time of year or even six months ago after we were in a little bit of distribution. And I think it all ties back to, uh, to you know, being able to announce uh, Sinesta and then our Choice uh, qualified vendor status. Because it's one thing to have product in distribution, but it's something else to, to have attained qualified vendor status or be uh, in a publicly promoted partnership. So things seem to be moving faster now. I had one brand leader last week uh, whose brands comprise about 700 hotels in the U.S. tell me that his company moves at two speeds, uh, lightning fast and glacially slow. I think uh, we've all seen what glacially slow looks like. Uh, we've made significant progress, though, this year in terms of our relationship 
and perception within the industry of the problem that we're addressing for hotels. And I believe it will continue to accelerate so that we can hopefully very soon see what lightning fast looks like. And I don't think we'd have gotten the same response from these new brands that we're working with without having those Sinesta and uh, Choice Hotels announcements out there. Sean, our next question comes from Peter, who asks about the company's plans to grow Night Foods amenity business across multiple hotel chains. Yeah, this is a major part of our plan because of the revenue and also the exposure that comes with amenity relationships. With the positive guest feedback from the sleep-in pilot, we can now present Night Food Cookies as an amenity option to all hotels. Uh, As I mentioned, Choice Hotel brands are required to offer Choice Privilege members a snack upon check-in. And this includes uh, sleep-in, quality in, comfort, uh, Ascend, Clarion, Mainstay Suites, and more. So there's over 6,500 hotels within the Choice Network that are already offering snacks on a daily basis to their uh, privileged members at check-in. So the first few hotel properties I mentioned that purchased night food cookies in bulk to use as an amenity. Um, and as I mentioned, we already received our first reorders. Um, and for, for each individual hotel operator, the other thing about amenities uh, with night food is giving out night food at check-in and also having night food available for sale in the marketplace is a combination that we think can turn their old amenity expense line item into a new source of incremental revenue and profit in a way that we just don't think exists with, um, you know, a nature's Valley bar or, you know, a more conventional, you know, bag of of potato chips Um, because those products are ubiquitous and they don't offer novelty or a functional benefit. So the, the thinking is guests will get the night food cookie. And if the night food ice cream and cookies are available in the marketplace, it will drive increased sales and help offset the amenity cost. Now our research tells us the, individual average size hotel property giving out cookies daily even just to reward members at check-in can generate hundreds of dollars in monthly amenity revenue for us from day one so amenity is definitely going to be a focal point uh it's going to be a focal point to grow that amenity business uh, as we also grow our lobby shop distribution absolutely all right our next question comes from trace who asks about who asks about night food the night food team. He asked about the role of ideal hospitality and asked if night food has any official partnerships with certain specific GPOs. Yeah. So we are under contract with one major international uh, GPO that stands for group purchasing organization. And, and we have been for some time now we're not at Liberty Liberty to name them publicly. And there have been some talks with others, but you know, GPOs as the name implies, they, they primarily exist to negotiate lower prices with vendors to save money for their member clients, in this case, the hotels. And they don't tend to innovate or break new brands or categories. Now, our relationships with the major hotels have come primarily from the previously small, hopefully growing subset of thought leaders among the hotel brand managers who recognize that um, what hotels are currently doing in their lobby markets is not what's best for the guests or for, their, or for the brands. Um, and so interest in what we're doing has accelerated significantly in the last few months, as we expected the Sinest and Choice announcements in March, uh, along with the survey of the hotel guest lobby shop attitudes, and then the recent study about how junk impairs sleep seems to have triggered a change in how other hotels are thinking about this problem. And so we believe GPO relationships uh, are kind of a lagging indicator. And as we continue to build our brand relationships, I do expect additional GPO relationships to follow. Um, but like distributors, they'll typically put you under contract after that demand is established and not before. Now on the front end, 
to answer the other part of the question for Trace, category evangelism is what creates change, and that's what I'm focused on. I, I believe nobody can tell our story and advocate for our cause the way we can, uh, the way I can specifically. And that's my job as a founder and CEO, and it's to work to will this vision and the category into reality. And as I mentioned over the last few months, I've personally made significant inroads with executives at an additional three of the top 10 hotel companies in the world. And these are companies we had zero discussions with prior to the Senesta announcement. And now we're working with the brand teams and procurement at each of those brands. And we're hoping to be able to announce at least one of these new relationships on the call today, but the hotel felt it was too early. And there are no guarantees, but if these relationships lead to distribution announcements, we'd expect those announcements to contribute to bringing the rest of the industry forward in the way that I've mentioned, I feel Senesta and Choice announcements have made it easier uh, to get where we are with these new groups. Now, in late May, we made the decision to part ways with our broker, Ideal Hospitality Partners. The Ideal team informed us of some internal changes, and I thought it was best for me to personally spearhead our business development efforts with the energy, the persistence, and the 24-hour passion required to break a new category. Uh, you know, I'd like to thank Jill, Andy, Allen, everybody on the Ideal team for their efforts along the way. I will continue to be the primary point of contact for our pre-existing brand relationships as well as the new relationships I mentioned earlier. All right. Thanks for that update, Sean. Our next question comes from Len, who asks if sufficient revenue growth is available in the hotel space to drive returns for investors. He also asked if there have been any offers from major snack companies to acquire the night food brand. Yeah. So look, we've been contacted regarding potential partnerships by some of the big food and beverage companies I mentioned earlier, but there's been no offers of, uh, or any discussions of acquisition you know, we believe what we're doing is very attractive to potential acquirers strategically, but we believe it's too early in the growth cycle for acquisition discussions. We don't have the revenue or the distribution required for that yet. Now, because of the potential size of the category we're creating and the unique strategic position we're working to establish for our brand, we do think it's possible uh, those conversations could occur earlier in our life cycle than might otherwise be expected. Now, if we continue to grow as we hope, we do expect the hotel vertical to drive significant returns for our investors. It's a high margin vertical compared to traditional retail. However, we need to grow our distribution. We need to grow our revenue into the millions. We need to expand our format. And to this point, that growth has not come easily and there are no guarantees. But we do believe the brand that leads the way in hotels will be in position to control the nighttime snack category. It just doesn't seem likely for one brand to be the leader in hotels and somebody else to come along in supermarkets and dethrone that leader. So, you know, beyond revenue, beyond profit, beyond free cash flow, I believe the true value of what we're building is tied to the global strategic value of leading the nighttime snack category. And we expect all of that to drive an increase in the value of our brand. All right, Sean, that was our last question for today. Was there anything you'd like to add before we sign off on this call today? Yeah. So I want to make a statement. I'm not a patient person. And sometimes it's easy for me, like everybody else, to get caught up focusing on the delays, setbacks, what we thought was going to happen that didn't happen exactly the way we thought it would or, or something that we were expecting to happen that didn't happen at all or has not happened yet. But then I take a step back and I realize that we're working with Nestle to test our value proposition internationally. I realize that we're working with and in discussions with some of the largest hotel companies in the world at the brand level. We're in Hyatt's, we're in Marriott's, we're in Hilton's, we're in Choice Hotels, Holiday Inn's, Courtyard's, Sinesta's, and we're selling. Uh, we're outselling Haagen-Dazs and Ben and & Jerry's in some of those hotels and going pretty close to pint for pint with them in others. So right now, it, yeah, it's an evolution and not yet a revolution, but it looks and feels like it's accelerating to me. And no matter how slow or fast it may go from this point forward, it will never happen fast enough for me. 
but the partnerships we have and the partnerships we're working on tell me that we're on the right track. The data package that we're now able to present to hotel decision makers is amazing. It includes a letter from the CEO of Impulsify confirming our strong sales results via their point of purchase sales data and how we sell almost 40% of the pints when head to head with haagen It includes testimonials from frontline employees at a couple of dozen hotels stating how their guests love night food and how it's selling better than or equal to the other brands. It includes research that shows guest dissatisfaction with current lobby shop offerings. And of course, it includes the recent research showing that fat and sugar can impair sleep quality. And that package makes a very convincing case. And I think the industry is starting to respond. We wake up every morning to grind it out because we all know hotels can't go on like this. And that when the industry tips, it can go from glacially slow to lightning fast. Well, that is the CEO of Night Food, Sean Folkson. I want to thank everybody for joining us today on this investor call for Night Food. Thanks so much to Sean for giving his time and his insights into the company. And thanks so much to all of you investors and shareholders who submitted your questions. For Sean Folkson, this is Stuart Smith of smallcapvoice.com saying thanks so much for listening.